Welcome to Zichud Avsi Manrem Abrei Avram Goldhar and Dimur Zechus Tainus Daf Yudches. The last now for the second parak Seder Tainios. So the three times we're going to focus on number one. It was taught in a brace on Daf Yud Zayin that in Megillus Tainus it states that it was forbidden to give a hesped from Rosh Nisan until the eighth of Nisan. Rashi explains that the reason was because the Chumim won a protracted battle during those days against the Beitosim, convincing them that the daily Tumor was brought from communal funds, not from private donations. Similarly, it was forbidden to give a hesped from the eighth of Nisan until the end of Pesach. Rashi explains that on those days the Chumim won a debate against the Tzedukim and convinced them regarding the correct date. For Shavuos, the Gemara on this stuff asks why the Tana listed the 8th of Nisan as being forbidden to eulogize due to the Shavuos victory when it was already listed as a day when it was forbidden to eulogize due to the Talmud victory. The Gemara answers, Since if something were to occur and the Chami would nullify the festivals of the first seven days, giving a hesped on the 8th would still be prohibited because it's the first day on which the date of Shavuos was confirmed. Rashi explains that if the Rabban saw a need to fast on one of those seven days because of some adverse event, then the whole set would be nullified because they're considered one group celebrating the same occasion, that being the victory regarding the Tamid. Pointing to the Gemara mentions that in Megillah's Tainus, it lists the 13th of Adar as the day of Nicanor, a day marked as a festival. It was taught in the Bryce of Megillah's Tainus, Nicanor was a Greek governor during the time of Hanukkah who waved his hand against Yehuda and Yushalayim and would say, Amos Haitipo Biyadvira when will it fall into my hand and I will trample it? And when the Malchus of the Chashmanaim got stronger and were victorious over the Greeks, they cut off Nicanor's thumbs and big toes and hung them at the gates of Yushalayim and said, The mouth that used to speak with arrogance and the hands that were waved over Yushalayim shall have revenge taken against them. And pointing with through, Megillus Tainus identifies the 12th of Adar as the day of Torianus, a minor festival. The Gemara explains that Torianus wanted to kill Lianus and his brother Papus in Lod. Rashi explains that these two brothers were complete Siddiquim. When the Jews of Lod were accused of murdering the emperor's daughter, they were threatened with mass execution unless the murderers were identified. In order to save their town, these two brothers came forward and said that they had killed her even though they were really innocent. Megillus Tainus describes what occurred. Torianus said that if they were from the people of Hanania, Mishael, and Azariah, then let a Kishbarku come and save them from his hand, like those three, like those three were saved from Nebuchadnezzar. They responded, the Hanani Mishael and Azari were tzaddikim and deserving of a nace. And Nebuchadnezzar was a fitting king that was deserving that a nace should occur through him. But you are an ordinary Russia who's not deserving of a nace. And if you do not kill us, Kishbarku has many bears and lions in his world that could attack us. A Kishbarku only places us in your hand in order to avenge our blood from your hand. Tyrannus did not heed their warning, and immediately after he executed them, a pair of officers came from Rome with a directive against him, Upatsu was Mokhabagizri, and they split open his head with clubs. So once again, the three points are number one, it was taught in a brace on Daf Yid Zainam Abbas. Then Megillus Tainus, it states that it was forbidden to give a hesped from Rosh Chodesh Nisan until the 8th of Nisan. Rashi explains that the reason was because the Chachamim won a protracted battle during those days against the Baitosim, convincing them that the daily Talmud was brought from communal funds, not from private donations. Similarly, it was forbidden to give a hesped from the 8th of Nisan until the end of Pesach. Rashi explains that on those days, the Chachamim won a debate against the Tzedukim and convinced them regarding the correct date for Shavuos. The Gemara on this stuff asks why the Tana listed the 8th of Nisan as being forbidden to eulogize due to the Shavuos victory, when it was already listed as a day, when it was forbidden to eulogize due to the Tamid victory. The Gemara answers, Since if something were to occur, and the Chum would nullify the festivals of the first seven days, giving a husband on the 8th would still be prohibited because it's the first day on which the date of Shavuos was confirmed. Rashi explains, that if the Rabbans saw a need to fast on one of those seven days because of some adverse event, then the whole set would be nullified, 
because they're considered one group celebrating the same occasion, that being the victory regarding the Tamid. Pointing to the Gemara mentions that in Megillus Tainus it lists the 13th of Adar as the day of Nicanor, a day marked as a festival. It was taught in the Brides of Megillus Tainus, Nicanor was a Greek governor during the time of Hanukkah, who waved his hand against Yehuda and Yushalayim, and he would say, Amosai Tipo Biyadi Varemsena, one will fall into my hand and I will trample it. And when the Malchus of the Chashmonaim got stronger and were victorious over the Greeks, they cut off Nicanor's thumbs and big toes and hung them at the gates of Yishalayim and said, Peshi, Yishalayim, The mouth that used to speak with arrogance and the hands were waved over Yishalayim shall have revenge taken against them. In point number three, Megillus Tainus identifies the twelfth of Adar as the day of Torianus, a minor festival. The Gemara explains that Torianus wanted to kill Lianus and his brother Papus and Lod. Rashi explains these two brothers were complete tzaddikim. When the Jews of Lod were accused of murdering the emperor's daughter, they were threatened with mass execution unless the murderers were identified. In order to save their town, these two brothers came forward and said that they had killed her even though they were really innocent. Megillus Tinus describes what occurred. Torianus said if they were from the people of Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, then let Akash Baruch come and save them from his hand like those three were saved from Nebuchadnezzar. They responded that Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah were tzaddikim and deserving of an ace. And Nebuchadnezzar was a fitting king that was deserving that a nace should occur through him. But you are an ordinary Russia who is not deserving of a miracle. And if you do not kill us, Akash Baruch has many bears and lions in his world that could attack us. Akash Baruch only placed us in your hand in order to avenge our blood from your hand. Tyrannus didn't heed their warning, and immediately after he executed them, a pair of officers came from Rome with a directive against him, and they split open his head with clubs. All right, so now we go to our Simr Dav Yudches, and our standard Simon is a chuppah, because Ben Yudches or chuppah, someone who's 18 should go to chuppah. So here goes. This special victory chuppah that was placed over a symbolic tamid offering, eating cheesecake on the 8th of Nisan, featured dangling thumbs and toes, and a piñata shaped like the head of a Roman governor, for little kids to smash. Once again, it's slow motion. The special victory chuppah, chuppah, that must be learned of Yudches. The special victory chuppah that was placed over a symbolic tamid offering, eating cheesecake on the 8th of Nisan, which reminds us that Miguel's Tainus lists the 8th of Nisan twice, once for the victory over the Baitosim regarding the Tamid, and once for the victory over the Tzedukim regarding the correct dating of Shavuos. The reason why it's listed twice that it's a date forbidden for one to give a husband on is that if for some reason the Chumim see a need to fast on one of the first seven days of Nisan, then the 8th would be Batu as well, since it's part of that group celebrating the same occasion. Therefore, we learn that it's still forbidden to give a husband on the 8th of Nisan due to the victory regarding Shavuos. So the special victory chuppah that was placed over a symbolic tamid offering, eating cheesecake on the 8th of Nisan, featured dangling thumbs and toes, which reminds us the 13th of Adar is the day of Nicanor, when the Gaivite Greek governor waved his hands over Yehud and Yushalayim, seeking to destroy, was killed by the Chashmanaim, and his thumbs and toes were cut off and hung on the gates of Yushalayim. So the special victory chuppah that was placed over a symbolic tamid offering, eating cheesecake on the 8th of Nisan, featured dangling thumbs and toes, and a piñata shaped like the head of a Roman governor for little kids to smash. Which reminds us, the 12th of others, the day of Torianus, who killed the two innocent brothers, Leonis and Papas of Lod, and was avenged on the same day when two Roman officials came with an edict to kill him, and they split open his head with clubs. So once again, the special victory chuppah that was placed over a symbolic tamid offering, eating cheesecake on the 8th of Nisan, featured dangling thumbs and toes, and a piñata shaped like the head of a Roman governor for little kids to smash. All right, now it's time for four blah back chazara. Daf Yadol. So the simmer Daf Yadol is a hand, and we use a juggler. So here goes. The juggler juggling chauffeur's juggler juggling. That must be on Daf Yadol. Yad. 
The juggler juggling chauffeurs while calling out Anenu, Anenu, which reminds us that we learned that the seven last fasts are more chamur and that we're masreen and we close the stores. We have a malchokas whether masreen means we blow the chauffeur during the six additional brachas which are recited on the day or means we recite Anenu, referring to the tefillah which is said at the end of Srichos. So the juggler juggling chauffeurs while calling out Anenu, Anenu, who performed under a shady tree, in the king's royal garden, which reminds us that if rain has still not fallen after the seven fasts, then we refrain from a binyan shel simcha, which refers to building a wedding chamber for one's son's chasna, and to an atiyah shel simcha, which is a varniki of kings, which is understood to be a tree that is planted when a baby prince is born that eventually gets built into his throne when he is coronated, or a large shady tree in the royal garden where kings like to stroll. So the juggler jogging chauffeurs while calling out Anenu Anenu, who performed under a shady tree, in the king's royal garden, said shalom to scholars walking by, who responded with a soft and serious hello, which reminds us that if rain has not fallen after the 13th fast, then cheveri, meaning tomani don't greet each other, and they respond to Amir Ars who greet them with a soft and serious hello. Dav Tezvav, so the summer Dav Tezvav is a fruit bowl. So here goes. The heavenly fruit bowls, fruit bowls, that must be more on Dav Tezvav, to Bishvat. The heavenly fruit bowls that were full of light and joy, which reminds us that Rav Nachman Yitzchak said that not everyone is zochet to light in Olam Haba, and not everybody is zochet to simcha. Tzadikim will orav Yisharim with simcha, Tzadikim will be zochet to light, and the upright will be zochet to simcha. Rashi explains that the Yisharim are greater than Tzadikim, and that's why they're zochet to more. So the heavenly fruit bowls that were full of light and joy were unfortunately filled with ash to place on the foreheads of the leaders before the rest of the community, which reminds us that we put the ashes on the head of the Nasi and Abbasin before everybody else puts the ashes on their own heads. Even though Rebbe says, When it comes to matters of distinction, we begin with the most distinguished person. And in matters of curse times, we begin with the least distinguished person. Here, the placement of the ashes on the heads of the Nasi and Abbasin is a matter of prominence for them. Because the people are essentially saying to them that the Nasi and Abbasin are chashim enough to ask for rachamim for all of them. So the heavenly fruit bowls that were full of light and joy were unfortunately filled with ash to place on the foreheads of the leaders before the rest of the community, who felt embarrassed, especially with ashes put in the place of their tefillin. Which reminds us, the ashes are put on the Nazis and Abbasin's heads, whereas everybody else puts the ashes on their own heads, because it's a greater humiliation for the prominent people to be humiliated by others. We also learn that the ashes are put in the place of the tefillin. Dav Tezayin, so the similar Dav Tezayin is toes. So here goes. The sandal-wearing community with their toes exposed toes, that must be one Dav Tezayin. The sandal-wearing community with their toes exposed, who gathered around the Aron outside on the public fast day with the ashes on their head, which reminds us that we learned the reasons for the various practices on a fast day, such as taking the Aron outside the public square, wearing sackcloth, and placing ashes on the head. So the sandal-wearing community with their toes exposed, who gathered around the Aron outside on the public fast day with ashes on their head, listened attentively to the elderly Shalich Tzibor, who was skilled in the tefillahs, which reminds us that we learned all the qualifications for the Shalich Tzibor on a fast day. So the sandal-wearing community with their toes exposed, who gathered around the Arn outside on the public fast day with ashes on their head, listened attentively to the elderly Shulich Tzibor, who was skilled in the tefillos, and responded amen in unison because they were not in the base of Migdash. Which reminds us that the people respond amen after each of the six additional brachas, but they do not do so in the base of Migdash. Lefisha in onin amen by base of Migdash, because we do not say amen in the base of Migdash. Instead, they respond, Baruch Shem Kavad Daf Yudzayin, so the similar Daf Yudzayin is a used car salesman. So here goes. The used car salesman, used car salesman, that must be more on Daf Yudzayin. 
The used car salesman who unsuccessfully tried to sell a king and a gongado, a car as they left the barber, which reminds us, we learned that a male gets his haircut daily so he should always appear in his beauty. A gongado gets his haircut weekly so he can appear before the new Mishmar, Erev Shabbos, well-groomed, and a Kohen has his haircut at least within 30 days, and we learned that from a Gezer Shabbat to Nazar. So the used car salesman who unsuccessfully tried to sell a king and a Kohen car as they left the barber went after a Kohen with long hair who passed by knowing he could always get a quick haircut when needed, which reminds us the reason that it's not prohibited nowadays for a Kohen to grow his hair long, even though the prohibition of Nazar still applies today, is that the Pusik juxtaposes the Kohen growing his hair to the Aser of Shisui Yain of getting drunk. Just as that Isra only applies during this month of the base of Mikdash, so to the Isra of a cone growing his hair long only applies during this month of the base of Mikdash. And when the Gemara points out that according to the Rabban, a cone is still prohibited to drink wine nowadays, it explains that the reason is that when the temples were built, well, Nikohanim were ready to perform the Avodah, and this would exclude a cone that had drunk wine. In the case of long hair, the cone could easily get his hair cut quickly and begin the Avodah. So the used car salesman who unsuccessfully tried to sell a king and a congado a car as he left the barber went after a cone with long hair who passed by knowing he could always get a quick haircut when needed and was trying to walk off the effects of too much wine. Which reminds us the reason why corn of the bun and the Isra drinking wine still applies for a Kohen is that if the base of Mikdash is rebuilt, the drunk Kohen won't be able to do the Avodah. And while a journey of a meal and a little sleep takes away the effect of drunkenness, that's only if he had a revius or a less. But if he had more, traveling and sleep will make him feel worse. All right, so that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.